0: New retail sales figures are out, and it's uh, not particularly good news. Canadian retail sales fell for the first time in four months as uh, shoppers were spending less, according to StatsCan. Statistics Canada says that retail sales fell by 0.1% in May to a total of $51.5 billion. So, what does that all mean, and is that uh, really uh, concerning? Let's ask personal finance expert uh, Rabina Ahmed hawk She's on the line and joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon on this Monday. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Uh, Let's delve into this number a little bit. Uh, 0.1% on the surface doesn't seem like it's uh, worthy of ringing the alarm bells, but uh, (laughs) uh, economists expected actually an increase of 0.3%. So when you factor that in, that's a a drop of almost a half a percentage uh, point when you look at what we were expecting.
1: Yeah, it's always uh, what the economists are expecting and then what reality is. So if economists are expecting better than, you know, than what actually comes out, uh, that always is concerning. Like, what are the economists seeing that, you know, what are they, what are they not seeing, basically, in these numbers? Why are they predicting that uh, Canadians are out there spending when, in fact, we are not? But the numbers really need a little bit of context. I mean, the major drop was in food and beverage stores. Uh, wine and liquor sales, and grocery stores. So it seems that Canadians are cutting back uh, on a lot of the consumption items, maybe being a little bit more frugal, maybe being a little bit more mindful, uh, because in some cases, uh, sales were up, but in those in those general categories, they were down.
0: All right, when it's uh, a loss at the grocery and the uh, liquor store, I mean, uh, we, we can argue liquor is uh, not an essential, but when Canadians are spending less on groceries or, or food, is that a bit of a red flag?
1: Um, That is a red flag, but it also might be that we are being a bit more mindful of what we're buying, so we're not wasting as much. We're buying only what we need, because we know that in this country, we throw out about one third of our food that we buy. We buy it, we cook too much, or we put too much on our plate, or it goes bad in our fridge, and we ended up end up throwing it out. So that this might actually be a positive. Uh, there was also a drop in sales in clothing and accessories. Um, this all uh, that also speaks to the fact that you know Canadians are just not out there shopping in the malls. Um, there really is now a situation where Canadians are in near record amounts of debt, and there just comes a point where so much more of that money that you are making is going towards servicing your debt, that you really need to look at all your other variable spending and say, where can I be a bit more mindful? Where can I be a bit more careful? And these are the places where it's very easy to start cutting a little bit back. Uh, Okay, so do
0: you think think that these figures then are serving uh, as a a signal of a bit of a wake-up call that uh, Canadian consumers and Canadian families are having when it comes to their uh, debt?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Canadian families, as we know, uh, especially in places outside of Toronto and Vancouver, um, uh, uh, because that's where the retail sales were actually up. And then to mention that, that Toronto and Vancouver actually saw retail sales as a city up. Um, Everywhere across the country are feeling a little bit like we need to cut back. Even though we're getting great data out saying that the Canadian economy is improving, people are working more than ever before, uh, wages are now starting to increase. I think we talked about this last week. Um, People are still not Making the kind of wages that they need in order to have the kind of life that maybe they desire. So, uh, this really does speak to the fact that the cost of living has gone up faster than our wages have gone up. And so, that's reflected now in retail sales. And we're heading into the second busiest time for retail sales, back to school shopping. Um, so, you know, retailers are probably worried about how this is going to affect. That time period, because that's when they make a lot of money.
0: Okay, I want to ask you about that in a second, but try to square this circle for me. So, retail sales are down everywhere except Toronto and Vancouver, the two most expensive places in the country to uh, live. So, uh, uh, how does that figure? I mean, if you're spending more uh, for, for living, for uh, whether it be a rent or uh, on a mortgage or a house payment, and you're still in the in those two cities, people are still spending more.
1: Yeah, and also Montreal. That was the third city where Mm. uh, people are still out there spending more. Now, this could be that uh, there is more wealth in those cities. So the people who do have the money are out there spending more on everyday items and on clothing and accessories and on motor vehicles and other things that they do consume. Um, So that sort of is tilting the, the numbers so that it shows that retail sales are up. It doesn't mean that everybody is spending more. I think there is a huge group of people in Toronto that are really struggling, living paycheck to paycheck, watching every penny that goes out of their pocket. Uh, But then there's the other side of it where there's people who have uh, benefited quite nicely in the last 10 years with interest rates being low and being able to invest in the markets and are now able to spend money. Yes so it it's it, it's an interesting it's an interesting little data point that the cities that you would find to be the most expensive people are still spending quite a bit of money um on things that maybe we would not need uh, normally day-to-day that we could easily cut
0: back on. Yeah, go figure. Alright, you mentioned back-to-school shopping and is this uh, maybe just a bit of a blip on the radar, this uh, 0.1% decrease in retail spending as a whole across the country, or do you feel as if this could be the start of a long-term trend? or retailers concerned when it comes to back-to-school and eventually the Christmas shopping season? Well, I
1: think we get good weather in august so that was another reason why retail sales were depressed in, in may because it was very rainy across the country quite cold in most parts of the country for for may at least and so that you know people don't feel as um, as encouraged to get out of their houses and buy things for spring, for example, as you might normally do. So, if we get good weather in August, uh, we might see that you know sales pick up again um, as people start to you know feel like oh I've got a little bit of extra money in my pocket because maybe they didn't overspend in May and um, they go out. We you know we spend uh, you know in some cases hundreds of dollars per child. Um, on getting them ready for back-to-school, um, you know. It, 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 and we spend, we spend a lot more freely during back-to-school compared to Christmas. Christmas tends to be a time where we make lists and we stick to our budgets and we're very mindful of where the money is going. Whereas back-to-school, it's all about your kids. I know Christmas is all about your kids too, but it, there's a lot of other people involved. But this is exclusively about your children. And so people tend to be a little bit more generous with their spending because they want to make their kids happy. So yeah, I was wondering if... Nervous.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if those two sales periods are kind of foolproof, really, because they are about people's uh, kids. I mean, you, you want to send them back to school uh, w- with the best start uh, for the school season as a parent as you possibly can, and of course, Christmas is uh, Christmas. So, uh, really, at the at the end of the day, are both of those shopping seasons almost again foolproof for retailers?
1: Yeah, I mean, both of them are very emotional spending periods, right? So people are out there, they want to, you know, and during the holidays, you want to make people happy, you want to give them the best gift. And then during back to school, you want to set your child up for the best chance they possibly have to have a successful school year. So you can see when you go to the store with those two types of emotions that you can end up spending more than you want to. Uh, the difference is, is that I find that at Christmas, People, because it's not just your kids you're buying for, you might be buying for some colleagues, you're going to different holiday parties, you're doing different things, so you're very careful as to where your money is going, you have a budget for each person that you're going to spend on, whereas with back to school, it really is just, you know, your kids, and, you know, even if you've got three or four kids, still not as many people as you probably have to buy for at Christmas, and we tend to, you know, give in to our kids, we want this latest gadget, we want this latest pair of sneakers, that kind of stuff. All right. Really, um,
0: uh, just, just finally, uh, Rabina. let me ask you what this means uh, to jobs when it comes to uh, jobs, both uh, now and in the uh, not too distant future. You just mentioned a second ago that in some centers like a Toronto, there's job growth, but uh, maybe the, the wages uh, aren't there. Uh, when we see a decrease, even a 0.1% decrease in retail sales, are retail jobs a threat And does that decrease in sales also speak to the job market uh, as a whole that people aren't uh, feeling as comfortable in their jobs?
1: Yeah, so a lot of people are working, but we're not working well. So either working in jobs that don't pay a very high salary, or they're working in precarious positions they're contract or temporary. So even if you're making good money while you're working, if your contract's coming to an end in three months, you're going to be really careful about the money you're spending because you don't know where your next job is coming from. So that really doesn't bode well for retailers because retailers want people in there that feel really great about their money and they're willing to spend whatever it is uh, on the things that their children want or they want or whatever it is that they're shopping for that day Uh, so this could mean you know if there's not as much action at at the malls that retail jobs might suffer Um, obviously you could see deeper discounts on some back-to-school shopping uh, before back-to-school even happens because they want to move as much merchandise as possible so that's actually a boon for 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 consumers because you can go in and buy stuff for cheaper before your kids go back to school Uh, but you know, that's the that's what retailers have to do to make those sales happen if the sales are down.
0: All right. We'll leave it there for now. Personal finance expert Rabina Ahmed Hawk with us this afternoon. Rabina, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Jeff.